Hey, I'm Dina. I'm Nikki. And we're your hosts for CBD Madcast. CBD Madcast is devoted to the legalization of cannabis and its impact in your community. Visit us at CannabisBeyondDope.com. Hey, Nikki. Hey, Dina. How are you today? Awesome. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. We have come back for day three at Canacon. Day three at Canacon. Day One three. more day. This One is more it. day. And it's going to be a half day, so we're excited for a half day at school. So. Yeah, we love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're also excited to be here. Thank you to Healthy Roots Hemp Products for sponsoring us to be here at Canacon. We're very grateful to the ladies who do a really incredible job making a CBD hemp product non-502 out of Oregon. So we're very excited for that. But even... On top of that excitement, we have even added excitement by being here with Connor from Mammoth Labs. So Connor, please tell us who you are, what you do, and why you do it. Uh, So I'm Connor Jackson. Uh, I'm the lab director over at Mammoth Labs, and we provide uh, pure cannabis concentrates. We're a producer processor, so we grow all of our flour in-house. We do also work with other farms to intake pesticide-free clean material. A bulk of all that material, we do do some infused pre-rolls and stuff like that, but a bulk of it is to just make uh, cannabis concentrates. How long have you been around? Um, I've been doing closed loop extractions plus post-processing for about eight years. And I have a chemistry degree, my technical background. I never really thought I'd end up in the professional field of cannabis, but it sort of just all fell into place as I graduated, so. Nice, and were you with Mammoth Labs initially or did you try something else and end up in this industry? How did you get to cannabis? Um, So uh, medically, I was growing and extracting my own product. I was selling directly to medical dispensaries. In Washington? In Washington. Uh, At the time I was going to UW, pre-med, I didn't enjoy it at all. I transferred to uh, Central Washington, started studying inorganic chemistry with Anthony Diaz. He's my mentor over there. Taught me a lot about crystal growth and other things like that. Kind of related to this field a little bit. I ran into a guy actually at the gym, his girlfriend, brought up the fact that he was growing and medically as well and had a recreational license he had just gotten approved on the lottery so he asked me if I wanted to come basically propose to him and the other owners to build a lab Uh, we did that we created the brand mammoth labs together and it all just kind of took off from there it's been about three and a half four years since I've been at the company okay wow I feel like mammoth really blew up the last two years in my opinion as a retail consumer and purchaser and I mean is there any trend for you or any one thing that like really took mammoth in the positive growth direction George the guy who really does all of our marketing gets our packaging finalized does the changes he works with uh, me and Andy the owner quite close Uh, he's really responsible for pushing all those magazine ads, us sponsoring parties, us being on the back of these badges here at Canacon. He's just a genius when it comes to getting our name out there. Yeah, you guys are a really big sponsor here at, at Canacon, maybe number one or two. You um, tell me. Yeah, last year we basically, I, don't, I think it was the first time anyone had done a badge advertisement. Yeah. And we had gotten so much good feedback, people thought we were sponsoring the whole show. So we would just beg them to let us do it again, and, and fortunately we got the spot. And every, again this year, we've gotten great feedback. That's awesome. Everybody does think that you're the full-on sponsor of the whole show, so that's a very good way to go. And the other thing that's interesting is they don't put who the name of the person, their company, they just put the name of the person on the other side. So yeah. everybody works for Mammoth Labs. Exactly, that's yeah. how it looks, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that's it, like you... 
stay in everybody's hearts and, and heads, you know, everybody who keeps their can of compass, which is I'm sure most people, at least for some time, you know, before they go to throw it out in a year or six months, you know, oh, Mammoth Labs, that's exactly. right, you know, and, and that's, that's pretty cool. Very smart. So tell us, what is your flower strain style? What is your interest in what type of flower you put out? Where are you across the state so people can find you? Uh, Just give us a little more insight with what you guys are putting out there for folks. The easiest way to find us, mammothlabs.com or mammothlabswa.com. We're looking into getting into other states and other markets down the line. That's why we have that domain URL. But for the Washington one, if you go there, there's a Google Maps section. It has all the stores we're listed. We update it pretty much weekly. Or oh, cool. It, so it's accurate. It is accurate. And if not, we encourage consumers, if they're out, let us know. We'll contact the retailer, yep. talk about a reorder, anything like that. Lately, we've been dropping a lot of isolate. So THCA isolate, the test, usually about 97 to 99%. That's been a huge hit with us. Wherever we drop it, it usually sells out within a day or two. Wow. Other than that, we do a lot of high cannabinoid, like sugar wax, a lot of stuff that's higher in terps, it's 10 to 20%. There's still a big market for that. Some people really enjoy sure. terpier oil. And then we do live resin, so diamonds with basically terp sauce poured over the top of them. We can separate them and then re-add them to whatever desired percentage we want, especially post-testing, so you can see what your terpene layer is like and not. We're releasing new packaging probably this month or the following. Ooh, an exclusive for our listeners. Thank you very much. We are working on new pucks and new packaging to just give it a little pop, change it up. It's going to be a blister packaging. It'll be easier to get in and out of than our boxes. So we're looking to add some detail there. Uh, Oh, and lastly, we're doing live resin cartridges as well. So we're going to start doing distillate on top of it, but the live resin ones are going to be something special that'll be more limited. That's exciting. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about working with the cannabis plant or with the cannabis industry? I love oil in general, so I love to extract it. I'm not a huge flower guy. Some people knock me for that. I will never turn down a joint, though, when I'm hanging around with people. But you don't roll joints for yourself. Not really, no. Yeah, I I enjoy really highly purified extracts, so no fats or waxes. So that would be the THCA that you do? THCA, or we're also R&Ding a new product that we're hoping to release soon. I'm not going to put a timeline on it, but it's basically has certain filtration properties to it and then an ultra de-wax after on the back end so it'll be a really high cannabinoid clean product with no fats or lipids or anything but it will still retain the original flavor from the strain. That's awesome. Now tell me if you would what are some of your favorite stains not being necessarily a flower guy but what do you enjoy that gets turned into the oil more so maybe than another? Yeah so that is a big reason. I love indicas and love the cushy gelatos and wedding cakes and back in the day I used to grow tons of pre-98 Bubba Kush. Uh, Not that I don't like Jack Herrera's and Purple Trainwrecks and the fruitier stuff uh, but I really love cushes and heavy myrcene extracts. What's nice about about what you do, or I, I kind of wonder if you take it this way, I imagine you can get away with the idea that you love oil so much and every time you smoke, it's for R&D. Like, it, you know, you kind of smoke with research purposes in mind as, as opposed to smoking to relax. I definitely do. Yeah. yeah I, I don't even smoke as much for the effect as I love the flavor. Yeah. I, yeah. Growing up, I used to smoke so much flour to the point I just love to smell it and crack it open and mm-hmm. and the flavor never really translated right yeah. and even vaporizing it's just not there yeah. so once you start having these oils I would love when they're refined 
really smooth and all you have is a, a really strong punch of flavor. Heck yeah. We're always trying to pop new strains or new genetics and I work closely with Andy, the grower and owner, and we just try to work together and look for certain phenos, ones that may produce more THC, more resin, or some that are terpier and have more flavor. Uh, from there, we try to limit our lineup at the same time. We don't want to have too many strains per season, um, but we try to keep a steady rotation. But as far as the market driving us too, when Gelato or Wedding Cake or any their Gorilla Glue at the time, anything where they have it's really big hype behind it, and they are great strains on top of it, the hype is for a reason, then we would love to grow them and extract them as well. And, and I love working with other growers in the industry that provide me you know, amazing fresh frozen and dry material that's really well grown. Do you have an in particular interest, whether it's indoor or outdoor, or are you just going for that end result of however it was grown well, with regardless of whether it was indoor or outdoor? I, I'm not knocking any outdoor guys. I do love indoor the most. It just seems to, do, you can control your environment a little bit more. Uh, I will say that you can get some more complex flavor profiles sometimes, maybe out of a really nice greenhouse where the environments are nice and you have sun as part of your lighting. Um, I've so you did notice amazing, there's yeah. actually a difference, although oh, you have a purposeful yes. desire in this just obviously in the direction you're going, but you do notice a difference between the two? Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with uh, air filtration. So honestly, a cleaner environment as far as particulate and stuff, because I see some outdoor material that wasn't mistreated in any way, but it, it wasn't in an enclosed area, it wasn't in a greenhouse, and then post-extraction, it's just a darker extract that maybe the wind or bugs or dirt just kind of beat it up or got into it and what it, for whatever reason is just not as clean of material. Hmm. Interesting. I believe that. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, no Connor. Thanks for having me, guys. We awesome. really did appreciate you coming and having us sit down with us you and doing the podcast. super busy booth, so. Yeah, we really you appreciate your time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Follow Cannabis Beyond Dope on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And click the like button. Check out more podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. Contact us or check out all of our content at CannabisBeyondDope.com.